Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen. What's up, everybody? This is Wildcat Radio 2.0. I'm Adam Green. He's Brett Barry. And, Brett, there's recruiting news, both, I guess, good and bad, since we last recorded. I prefer to focus on the good, Adam. <laughs> I guess, technically, you can't lose a recruit you never had, right? So, like, certain transfers, maybe from Creighton, that did not choose Arizona. Like, can you, like, is that a loss, or is it just a, not a gain? So, yeah, that's, that's fair. We could talk about who Arizona picked up, right? That, that makes more sense. That's more fun, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Well, the big news, of course, was Carter Bryant, a five-star for 2024, so not next season, but the season after, committed to Arizona, was between the Wildcats and Louisville, and it didn't seem like a tough choice for us. It's like, why would you go to, like, Louisville was terrible. But, you know, he started to decide, and he's supposed to be really good, and obviously high school kids, you don't know how they're going to pan out, but it seems like historically in basketball, the top players are still quite good, even as freshmen. But I think for Arizona fans, especially coming on the heels of having missed out on someone they were linked to via the transfer portal, it was nice to get that kind of a win because it makes you go, oh, yeah, maybe Tommy Lloyd can recruit guys who you know aren't international, right? Yeah, you, you suddenly look ahead to 2024. You have Jamari Phillips, who's, what, 26 in the 247 sports rankings, and Carter Bryant, who's 17. I think he's even higher in the rivals ratings. Um you know, that's a that's a hell of a start to a class uh, in terms of athletic wings, which has been, you know, maybe a bugaboo on the roster the last year or two, mm-hmm. or at least certainly last year. Maybe, you know, maybe not with Ben Matherin on the on the roster. And but Dale and Terry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, but it it doesn't you know, it's a the message boards have been having an emotional roller coaster with recruiting the last week or two. Uh, and the narrative of the game is 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 banding about. But, you know, the it's not it's. 2023 recruiting is not done in terms of the roster. Obviously, there's going to be spots filled. Ryan Nemhardt going to Gonzaga, you know, that sucks. But also, does that mean Arizona is, you know, falling apart and Tommy Lloyd should be fired? No, that's a stupid take. <laughs> um, and, you know, there's there's a lot of, you know, international guys tend to come later after their seasons are done. Uh, you know, there's a, what, uh, 11 billion guys declared for the NBA draft that has what, are not going to stay in the draft, and which have, you know, approximately 60 picks. Um, so like there, and all those guys that aren't getting drafted, they're not all going overseas. Some of them are going, uh, you know, are, are either going to, or are also concurrently in the transfer portal. There's, there's a lot of fluidity uh, in, in, in college basketball and for Arizona's roster, you know, I'll, I'll panic if it's, two months from now and we don't have any more clarity of any guys but in terms of uh you know with the Carter Bryant news like tough to tough to 
tough to not be excited about that about that kid. Big, athletic, you know, probably not even close to reaching his ceiling, um, and, it, and his floor is also probably pretty darn high, right? So, yeah, and he could have gone pretty much anywhere he wanted. He's yeah. that type of player. He was This wasn't someone that Arizona just settled for, right? This was someone that Arizona was after, and there were some misses early in the Tommy Lloyd tenure. I know some of the other, like Ty Ty Washington, right? They missed out on him. But now two years of Tommy Lloyd basketball at Arizona, another like full recruiting class, right? I like, got Kellen Boswell last year. So this is another full recruiting class he's putting together that's his, that's this Arizona staff. And it's like, oh, wow, maybe he can recruit, you know, guys from the U.S., which is was always a dumb narrative to use one of the words that you hate the most, <laughs> is that like obviously he knows how to recruit. Right, like I don't think he showed up to Arizona the interview, and they're like, "Well, we, you're Tommy Lloyd, whatever, we'll hire you." And like, without a plan, without a style, he was obviously a big recruiter for Gonzaga. So, like, are there things to learn? Yes. And even with the Nemhard situation, there might be something that Tommy Lloyd learned from that too, because there were a lot of people linking him to Arizona, and obviously, you know, clearly didn't happen. The question is why, but it didn't happen. So, like, there are things that Tommy Lloyd has to learn, of course, for being the head coach when it comes to recruiting. It's different when you're a coordinator, one of the assistants, you know, like he was for Gonzaga. He is the guy here, and he has to be the closer. He has to be the guy to identify and make the all that stuff. I get it. But this idea that he didn't know what he was doing or this idea that he couldn't do something, like, come on. Like, is that just well, because, like, Sean Miller was great early on? Because even Sean Miller, his first recruiting class, he kind of lucked into the Derek Williams, you know, Solomon Hill, Kevin Parham group, turned out to be really good. And then his second recruiting class was awful, pretty much. It wasn't, like, there were some guys that didn't really pan out. And, it's like, Tommy Lloyd's had now two recruiting classes. Two. Like, just, and one of them, like, is until next season, and the season after next season. But, like, the guy knows what he's doing. He does. I mean, short, short version, Adam. My God, the Arizona fan base just needs to make a Final Four so they'll calm down a little bit. Because <laughs> even, 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 even those Sean Miller years when he was recruiting all these one-and-done guys and they weren't going to the Final Four, the, the same narrative panic was, oh, we need to get guys that you can develop. And it's like, the, the answer is they need to get to a Final Four and everyone will calm the hell down. Well, and if right? they hadn't lost to, to Princeton in the first round of the tournament, the fives have been slightly yeah, better, it's too. A, I get it's that. exacerbating all those problems and, and feelings. And getting Phillips and Carter Bryant committed until, obviously, they signed. But Arizona basketball doesn't usually lose guys like that unless there's FBI investigations. But, you know, like, that doesn't help them this season. I understand that. There's still a 2023-24 season to play, and Arizona's going to come in with high expectations because that's where they should be right now. But to your point, like, they're going to fill out this roster, and there's so much out there still. And is it disappointing when – like, does it make you pause when you see so-and-so committed to this program and this school and this school and that school? I mean, ASU's picked up, like, five transfers. I don't think any of them are particularly good. But – you know, like other schools are getting transfers. Arkansas is getting all of them. So, like, why why isn't Arizona? And who knows what the reasons are for that in terms of who's out there, who Arizona's waiting on, who they've been linked to, who they haven't been linked to, but they're going to be interested in or are interested in without it being public. Like, I imagine there is a plan in place. <laughs> and and we don't know if it's going to work out. And same some of the some of the Euro guys, some of the foreign players, too, that you said, like, you know, their seasons don't end until, like, May before they could come over. Like, there's a plan, obviously. Tomlin's not going into next season with six scholarship players. I would not worry about that. Now, how good is the team going to be by the time they take the floor? Who knows? But I would bet it's going to be pretty good with room to get better. But I, I get the panic. I get the worry. But come on. I... I <laughs> <laughs> this is Arizona. Yeah. This is Tommy Lloyd. This is a program that's in pretty good shape. You know, are there issues? Do they have the strongest of NILs? Not necessarily, but they have an NIL. Do they have the strongest track record of starting guys to NBA? Not this staff, but they do have a track record. And the program itself is Arizona, who, you know, was a one seed two years ago, was a two seed last season. They play a fun style of basketball. Like, just 
it's hard to say be patient and wait because, yeah, maybe you're patient, you wait, and nothing good comes from this. But be patient, wait this out, and if you think Tommy Lee is a pretty good coach, and I happen to think that, then you should feel comfortable that he's going to make something work. Yeah, and, you know, Nemhard does not make any of these you know, the NAL question, Tommy Lloyd is a recruiter, Arizona is the destination, the system, any of those things, it, it, you know, it, it's unique to every player. So losing on one player does not mean like anything beyond uh, the, that situation. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a different thing, player to player. Though also when you were talking about the, you know, getting recruiting class, you know, you made me think, you know, if they're, they, we need athletic wings. We need to break the seal on 2023 recruiting. Does Devonair Dutrieve still have eligibility, Adam? <laughs> um, maybe you can back transfer back. Um, no, it's, you know, it's, it, and, you know, you, you said that, you know, Tommy Lloyd's only been a head coach for two years. And has he put a lot of guys single-handedly in, in the NBA? Not necessarily yet, but I think he has a really strong track record of showing development of mm-hmm. guys. Um, and that's going to help with recruiting. And now that you're seeing momentum in 2024, that probably has some impact on like the, the narrative among recruits and the conversations they're having with guys in the portal that maybe have more than one year of eligibility left, right? Um, to say, hey, yeah, we're going to have an elite, you know, we're going to have a really good team next year, and we think we're going to have a, an elite team the year after that, right? Yeah, uh, if you're going to stick around for a couple of seasons, like, oh, look who's coming in next season. Like we're gonna be, we're gonna be really exactly. good. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Or you're talking to the guys in Europe that not a lot of Europe guys are one and done types, right? They're if they're one and done types, they're probably not going to college. They're just going to the NBA. They're Lowry right? marketing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even Lowry marketing <laughs> coming in, his plan was not to be a one and done guy. He just outplayed expectations. And those are champagne problems, right? If you bring someone in and they're not supposed to be a one and done, and they become one because they're just that good. So be it. You hope that it led to something special. And I, I kind of laugh at the Nemhard thing because, yes, he's a good player. And Arizona would have been better if they would have added him. But, like, if I had to ask you right now, Brent, who are you most excited to see next season on Arizona's roster? Ooh. Um, most excited or most curious? Both, I see. guess. I mean, I think you could probably put those, you know, you're more, you can't wait get, to see them on the floor in their, what role they're going to yeah, have next season. I'm I'm most excited for Kylan Boswell. There you go. That, that's I'm, we're good. I, you got. I, I got the answer I wanted. Yeah, I'm most curious to see uh, Henry Vasar with an, totally another fair. year. Of, don't uh, care. Another, don't care. Yeah. You gave me Boswell. <laughs> and what yeah. I was getting at is what position does Kylan Boswell play? Right. It's not like Arizona needed a point guard. And yes, Nemhard is more proven. He's done it at this level. Boswell has not. But Boswell is one of the most exciting players Arizona has coming back next season. When Kirk Creasel left, it was like that's fine. They got Kylan Boswell to be the point guard. So like, I get it. You're better with Nemar. More good players is better, and you want to have multiple ball handlers out there at the same time. I understand that. But it's not like Arizona's now caught without a point guard or without an exciting, talented point guard. So like, they need more players. They need, better, they need more good players, obviously. But just because they missed out on one and you're not seeing reports of them being linked to six others or seven others doesn't mean they're not doing the work. doesn't mean they're not having those conversations. doesn't mean they're not just waiting these guys out to say, you know what? I'm not going to the NBA. I'm going to go back to school. Oh, wait, I need a place to play. Oh, Arizona's got starting minutes available. I, I just, waiting sucks. Impatience is like, we're all impatient. We're Arizona fans, but it's April. <laughs> it's, and there's like, I don't remember what the number was with how many players are still in the portal without homes, but it's a lot. And Arizona's going to get some of them and probably some pretty good ones too for this coming season. But yeah, I, the, what Arizona's building is supposed to be more of, 
it's about the future, right? Like you want to be as good as you can in the present, but keep showing that you're building something here, that the program is going to keep churning out talent and good teams and winning games and be in the conversation for one seeds, two seeds and deep tournament runs. And the class that they've started with 2024 says exactly that, that Arizona has not gone anywhere and is only getting better. Yeah. As a, uh... The great American philosopher Tom Petty said, the waiting is the hardest part, Adam. <laughs> but that's, you know, fans fans aren't a patient bunch. And when you haven't been to a Final Four in uh, longer than the players on the roster have been alive, yeah, there's some angst there. Um, but yeah, I think there's, you know, there's, there's, plenty of, there, there's plenty of time, plenty of good playing time available. You know, K.J. Lewis is going to come in. He may not start. But he's going to be a guy that might add some of the that wing mentality that was missing last year. We don't know what that'll be. There's and you know uh, Philly B. I'm curious to see how he develops if he can become a useful player. Suddenly that you feel a little bit better about that, right? Right. You know, there's uh, I don't I don't know if we want to put talk about this now, but like Pelo Larson put his name in the draft, we but can, I think I the think expectation. Be, I think he'll be. He's back. coming. He's coming back. Yeah. Right. Um. You know, I, I, well, if he's not coming back, I don't think it's because he got drafted. I'll put it that way. <laughs> um, I mean, apparently, what it sounds like is Pell Larson. We could talk about that really quickly here. Is, yeah, he declared for the draft. Makes sense. You know, get the feedback, find out what you need to work on or where people, I mean, we could all probably figure out what he needs to work on if he's going to make it to the next level. But it sounds like he's not, he's not one of the guys who put his name in the portal and declared for the draft, right? He just declared for the draft. And the assumption is if he decides not to stay in the draft, which he probably won't, like we'll decide not to stay in the draft, we'll decide to come back to school. It's going to be at Arizona. So. Totally cool with this. No problems at all. Yeah. But, but like you have, you know, and you have Umar Balo coming back who's should only get better. Right. Um, I'm curious to see, you know, that, you know, there's going to be a power forward or two or another, uh, a four or five guy that comes in and see if we can recreate the high, low magic of Tabellus and Balo. There's, there's no reason to panic. The Carter Bryant thing just builds further credibility for Tommy Lloyd, even for guys in 2023 internationally or in the one year, you know, plan. Um, I know it's not what the the fans or the message boards want to hear or what Twitter wants to hear, but you know, let's again, there's, there's all, there's all evidence points to trusting Tommy Lloyd will end up having a team that is uh, a very good team. If the last few years have taught, have taught us anything. Yeah. And just because the portal is a thing and the portal is an awesome thing. If you want to rebuild your team or add proven talent, but you still got to recruit high school, you know, at least yeah. until these guys, until the NBA starts letting guys in right out of high school again, you still need to recruit those ranks and being able to do so and get guys like Carter Bryan. And like, I'm not worried about Carter Bryan coming to Arizona for a year and then transferring. I, that's not going to happen to Arizona. At least like it does to some programs. He's going to come to Arizona. Maybe he's a one and done. Maybe he sticks around for two years. I don't know. But you have to keep those pipelines open. You have to keep recruiting the high school levels. And to be able to do so at a high level and then supplement your roster with high-level transfers, perfect. You know, but it's Tommy Lloyd's it's his third team, and this is gonna be the first time where it's like entirely his team going into the season. He's still building Arizona the way he wants it to be done. And it's a little different, maybe, than what we're used to or what we saw before. Doesn't mean it's not gonna be effective. In fact, I think the early returns are pretty positive that Tommy Lloyd he can get the job done. Like Princeton notwithstanding, that was the but I, I think they're okay with Tommy Lloyd at the helm. Yeah, let's let's just remember he's off to the uh, the best or second best winning percentage start in, as a head coach of all time. Like everybody, just calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Easy for and, us to say, but and, yeah. and this time last year we would have said, oh, there's nobody on the roster. They nobody thought they were going to be a number two seed and pushing for a number one seed, right? right. 
Like, there's much work to be done. Fortunately, the season doesn't start for, like, six months. So <laughs> there is time to pick up some more talent, and they will. Just when you're waiting for guys to leave the NBA draft or you're waiting for guys who are overseas in their seasons to end, like, that's the reality for Arizona. Like, I'd rather have guys who think they could go, who are good enough to go to the NBA maybe or on that edge there. Like, okay, that's a guy. I don't want the role player. I'm like, some of the players, like, say, ASU's gotten their players who didn't do anything at their previous stops. They were fresh and average like a point and a half. Like, do you take a flyer on them? Absolutely, if you're ASU. That's not the guy I want for Arizona. And that's not the guy. Like, some of those guys transferred. Super high level, probably big-time NIL stuff. But there's a lot of players who are plenty good, who can make Arizona better, who just aren't ready to go back to college yet. But once they are, once they decide they're going back to school, I would expect Arizona to pounce. And yeah. all this hand ring, all this, oh, God, what are they going to do? This team's going to be badly lucky to make the tournament. NIT, here we come. Like, I feel like, and, you know, if, I, if I'm wrong, then feel free to pull this up, you know, a year from now and laugh at me. But I feel like the people who have been panicking about where they're at right now are going to look pretty silly by the time the season starts and is played. Yeah, and that's where if you're Tommy Lloyd and you got guys that are think they're NBA talents, you can say, look at the development. I've look at the improvement Umar Balo, Balo has seen yeah, in the last two years. Give me a season, years. And I'll get you there. Look at look at what happened with Dalen Terry in his one year under uh, Tommy Lloyd. You know, and get the prominence of an exposure of an Arizona basketball program that you know is going to get a lot more exposure than at, you know, some second tier school in, in the basketball program. Right. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. And, uh, you know, hopefully everybody will take, have a very reasonable take on Tommy Lloyd and recruiting. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they will. <laughs> if there's one thing Arizona basketball fans are known for, it's they're being reasonable about, well, anything. So <laughs> Brett, let, let's take a break and we come back. A lot's been made about Arizona's NIL situation for basketball. We're going to talk to the people behind Arizona assist. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back. It's Wildcat Radio 2.0, and we are joined by Adam Lazarus, who is one of the co-founders of Arizona Assist, which is an NIL, uh, I don't even know what they're called, actually, collective that's helping Arizona basketball. Adam, welcome to Wildcat Radio 2.0. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course, of course, because obviously this is recruiting season for college basketball, and everyone's talking about how players are going, they're moving, all that. NIL is supposedly a big part of that. And I'm curious, like, from your perspective for Arizona, what you do for the program, like, how are things going? It's going great. We've only been in around for a year. So we started this at the tail end of last season, uh, right around March Madness. And, uh, and obviously it ended a little bit more abruptly this season, but we've only been around about a year. But in that year, we've, we've launched the website, ArizonaAssist.com. We've uh, been working closely with the, with the student athletes and the program, the players, the coaches. We've had several very successful events and we've generated significant revenue for the for the players so i think from a first year standpoint uh we put our name out there and we didn't lose money so that's a good good first year yeah yeah so you know for our listeners can, that maybe are could not that familiar or only semi-familiar can you explain to them like how arizona assist works and how it supports uh arizona athletics 
Absolutely. So, you know, first is NIL for name image likeness. And as of July 1st, 2021, college players can now earn compensation, endorsements, sponsorships for the use of their name, image, and likeness. So while these changes to collegiate sports um, allow these athletes to make a profit, uh, there was really no platform in order to do that uh, for or specific to Arizona men's basketball. So that's why we came together with the, with the program. Unofficially, we are not um, a licensed entity. We don't carry their mark. We created our own brand, but we created Arizona Assist in conjunction with uh, some some alumni and uh, and the coaching staff kind of input, if you will. And it's a membership based organization. Uh, we sell a lot of merchandise, kind of custom stuff. Everything we sell, everything once we pay our bills, the student athletes uh, benefit um, directly from from all the revenue that is, comes through our website. So you said it's like you're not directly affiliated with the school. You can't be. I understand how that works. But how right. do those relationships work? Because obviously there is some continuity. There needs to be. And then with the programs and with the players themselves, like how do you get into it with like, you know, the different T-shirts and the different events that you hold with these players? Like how does that come about? Absolutely. Every one of the players uh, on the team uh, has an agreement with Arizona Assist. We are a brand. We are not a 501c3. We are not nonprofit. We are a business. Um, uh, our other business, if you will, my partner and I are a real business, our day job, so to speak, is a marketing agency. So we are very familiar with brand building um, and helping uh, promote events, experiences. It's what we do. So we meet with every player individually. Once they sign an agreement, we talk to them. We regularly uh, meet with them to, to talk about their ideas or T-shirts or, or uh, you know, an icon or a logo. We designed Pella Larson's logo. We, um, you know, the trust the Balo slogan that Balo Love loves it. to use. Uh, we we invented that in a room together. And uh, he's fantastic. These student athletes are really great. Um, but they they need a little guidance and, and understanding of kind of how to navigate the world of, of NIL. And that's what we're here to do as well. We are not player representatives, but we are here to help them kind of make their ideas come to life. So is, are there also, you know, help me, this is help me understand too. I understand like the, 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 the merchandise and the NIL stuff. Do you also work on the other side to pair these players with businesses or is it all uh, direct relationships with the, you know, helping promote the players? Um, while we are not representatives, what we do is we are a funnel or a handshake, if you will, a connector to brands, businesses we, um, that want to, uh, or maybe an event or a speaking engagement and we'll definitely connect the player directly with that organization. Um, we do not negotiate price or or sure. you know, when they need to be there, nothing like that. But we are trying to be a connector. The biggest thing that we want to do in year two is really have a – we have a corporate CATS membership level. It's totally customizable. It allows you to get the benefit of our database of 5,000-plus rabid fans and growing all of our members at our events. The business or corporate entity gets the benefit of Arizona SIS marketing, but also has the ability to uh, have those student athletes uh, in appearances or things that might might benefit them. And we customize every deal. So we're a connector and that's sort of it. Okay. Yeah. And maybe you've already answered this question uh, or via my questions that I just asked. Um, but what, you know, from where you're sitting, what is the biggest misconception among fans of how like an IL program and a, a company like Arizona Assist operates. What do you think is that bis biggest misconception among the fan base? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think the biggest things, taking you one step further, you have, you know, what is NIL, right? That's a misconception of just understanding exactly what 
uh, NIL is about. There's no entity that controls all of NIL. The NCAA has it, you know, it's sort of the wild west. So what we did is we didn't want to be a collective. We are not a collective. We didn't want to just have a bunch of money in a, in a, in a pot, if you will, that pays players, so to speak, to either uh, keep them here or incentivize them for any reason. We uh, built this platform in the true spirit of NIL, which is capitalizing and monetizing their name, their image, and their likeness. Uh, so the biggest misconception is, you know, that these these student athletes don't deserve it or shouldn't get paid. That's a big one that we have to fight sometimes or that we're part of the recruitment process. We are not. In fact, I haven't we, we are stay very far away from that. Um, NIL laws don't allow institutions to use NIL compensation as encouragement. So we don't do anything like that. Um, those are some of the misconceptions. The other one would be, um, you know, where does the money actually go? And for us, once we pay our bills, because we are a business, so we have to pay taxes and, you know, uh, e-commerce expenses and shipping. Once we pay our bills, though, the student athlete um, gets the overwhelming share of that dollar. So um, it's, you know, on average, about 80% of our revenue goes to directly support these student athletes. So with that in mind, Adam Lazarus here of Arizona Assist, with that in mind, like how do the players seem to respond to the, to the company, right? Because the shirts are cool, right? Like it's, it's fun stuff and maybe they're not getting rich off of it, but they are profiting off their name image likeness. So what's the response been? What's the reception been with this style of NIL program? Um, I think the, you know, to be completely frank, uh, the, the players are were a little weary at the get-go, right? NIL was brand new to them too. And so, um, you, and they also hear about players maybe in other places, you know, a million dollars and a Ferrari and all this stuff. So I think managing expectations in year one uh, was tough on everybody, for everybody, excuse me. But they've been very excited about it. Every single student athlete um, that we met with uh, is fantastic to work with, very grateful, um, and has really leaned in. Some of them lean in more than others. Um, you know, you got to remember these are, you know, 18, 19 year old kids. Uh, so they, uh, some of them have really leaned in, but the creative process has been fantastic. They request shirts all the time so they can wear it in their summer leagues or send them to their families. Um, I think it's been great. And because we're not licensed yet by the end, uh, by uh, Arizona, it allows us to kind of be a little bit more fun. The BTFD shirt, for example, we created, we gave one to Tommy to wear if he wanted to, not thinking he'd wear it at the Pac-12 uh, th- uh, <laughs> press conference. He does. We wake up the next morning and we'd sold hundreds and hundreds of them. So they are influencers. These are, you know, they have big databases with lots of people. So they've really leaned into it. It's been a lot of fun, but it's been a learning curve. Yeah. Brett and I, we had an idea of like, Christian Coloco, the Coloca nuts is what we called ourselves for him when he was in town, but he might've been just a year too early for this one to work. Right. Exactly. Too soon, we- but I, you know, but there's always going to be more players. I'm curious too. Is there anyone like has stood out as like, wow, that guy was fun to work. This was a neat idea. This guy brought, because obviously there's some really fun stuff up here, but like, what's it been like any specific player or memory or something you can think of where you're like that was, that surprised me or that was a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, Umar Balo is just uh, one of the most amazing young people I've met in a long time. Pella Larson has been nothing but wonderful to work with. One of our newer players, um, obviously, Kylton Boswell. He is he's very savvy. He is very brandable. Um, and, and we've really had some fun with his his uh, name, image, likeness. Um, Dylan Anderson as well. We have a shirt out there right now. Big D- BDE, Big Dylan Energy. Um <laughs> a big deal. There's a lot that we can do with that. And he has been nothing but wonderful to work with. So. 
That's yeah, right, yeah. I'm I'm just gonna start coming up with random things of like give him hella pella. Uh, Adam, yes. would, Adam would probably like that. We used to joke that uh, Umar Bala was you know thick with two C's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we could we we would love collaborations. That's an actually an idea we're trying to have with businesses or people, even the community who might have ideas for shirts, but no platform or outlet or megaphone to get those out. If you work with us or send us those ideas, we could put them out there. You can get paid for those things and the players can can benefit from it too. So those ideas are fantastic. And we have, you know, we, we're just getting started with how much fun we can have with them. Well, yes. now I own, I own the rights to give him Pella Pella. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's trademark Wildcat Radio 2.0. I guess that comes to as we kind of wind down here with Adam Lazarus of Arizona Assist. Like, what are the plans for the future then? Because you said it's only been going on for a year. Obviously, NIL organizations, collectives, programs all over the country do things differently. But what is what is your goal? Like a, a year from now, and we're having this conversation and talking to you, what are you hoping to have accomplished? Where do you expect to be? Great question. For us, year two, um, year one was, you know, our freshman year, so to speak, right? So we're entering our sophomore year. Uh, we want to really grow the corporate sponsorship level, really get local brands, businesses, and organizations involved with these student athletes um, and leveraging both the assets Arizona Assist has plus the, the student athletes. So that's uh, priority number one. And then number two would be uh, even more creative events and experiences that allow uh Arizona fans to interact and engage with, with some of these student athletes. So we do, we do a golf tournament um, that's going to happen in September. We're working on right now, a pickleball tournament. Tommy's a big pickleball player. So we've heard, yeah. With pickleball. Um, We're going to have another event at gentle bends during the red and blue game after party, which Richard Jefferson was there last year, pouring drinks after hours. It was so much fun. So those types of events and experiences that are for college students all the way up to alumni or, you know, some of the older demographic, there, there's something for everyone uh, by participating in Arizona Assist. Awesome, and I guess before we let you go, I'd be remiss. Like the one thing that every teacher in journalism school asks the final question: Is there anything you'd like to add? Is there anything that we miss? Anything that you want to share with our listeners? No, I just I really appreciate it. Having partners in town uh, and partners that um, that really get what we're trying to do is great. The big thing that that we need to understand here as a community is when the program wins, Tucson wins. It's a very unique city our brand also resonates outside of this city uh it's one of the very few brands that you know uh people their fans across the world and we also have international players so i think the more fans can understand about nil how to participate even if it's not with arizona assist learn a little bit more lean into it and know that every dollar you spend whether it's a hundred dollar membership on our website or more that that money is you're, you're getting a cool shirt, you're getting some perks and things like that, but you're also putting money in the player's pocket, which is love it or not. It's the foundation for the future of, of college sports. I think I can speak for that. I think we're fans of NIL. These guys deserve it, right? Like why shouldn't they be able to profit a little bit off of what they're doing out there? So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're, we're really excited um, to, to kind of expand what we built and we're always open to ideas and relationships and creativity um, we're learning as we go too. So we're kind of building the plane as we fly it. And it's, and it's been a lot of fun. Um, but the more people lean in, the, the better we'll be. Sounds good. Well, that's Adam Lazarus, Arizona Assist co-founder. Of course, you can find Arizona Assist online at ArizonaAssist.com. That's pretty simple, right? That's not too hard to get to or anything. And they're also on the Twitter machine at Arizona Assist. Wow, you got all those, all the branding. That's easy. Like, Easy, right? You guys nailed it. So we appreciate the time and we'll catch up with you down the road too because obviously as this continues to grow and as Arizona basketball continues to progress, there's going to be more conversations to be had about this and see all the neat things you guys are doing. So Absolutely. Always coming out with new products, events. So keep checking the website. Lots more coming. All right. That's Adam Lazarus then. Thank you for your time. When we come back, 
Let's talk some football. Welcome back. It's Wildcat Radio 2.0. And thanks again to Adam Lazarus for sharing his insight and kind of giving us a better idea of what Arizona Assist is, of course, Brett. I know like NIL is one of those things where we kind of know it is existence but no one really is totally sure about each thing works and apparently you know Arizona assist is only one of those things that is there to help Arizona players when they're with the program and they do some pretty cool stuff yeah I mean it, it it's it's kind of like with the as Adam talked about it's kind of like the purest form of what NIL is supposed to be right it's like the players and their name image likeness not just like hey here's a bag of cash right and that's <laughs> you what know? kind of you hear of right with certain players I think like Miami built their team largely through huge NIL and you know we don't necessarily you know with the numbers that come out of like what certain players got we don't know if that's accurate or how that even works but you know I think Jed Fish has talked about this too with Arizona he's like to him NIL is not supposed to be like and it's not supposed to be an enticement to come play for someone, obviously. And Adam mentioned that. It's not how it's supposed to be. But it's just supposed to reward the players. You have like, hey, you're a part of our program. We're going to do this for you to try to help you benefit from this. And so in its purest form, like you said, like Adam said, like this is great because players get to design T-shirts. They get to have that out there, have their own merchandise and all that stuff. But are they getting rich off of it? Not, probably not. But it's something. No, and also... Clearly, we need to start to have people reply on Twitter with good T-shirt ideas, and we can connect with Adam. And maybe uh, Wildcat Radio could partner with it. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. So, yeah, we'll see where Arizona goes. Like, but I guess, you know, with recruiting and everything, the Arizona Assist program, certainly it seems like it has room to grow, like Adam said, what they're hoping to do with it, and some pretty cool things could be coming down in the future from them. So, Brett, let's switch gears and go to football. Um, yeah, we realized we didn't talk about the spring game that we both attended, gave out some stickers while we were there. We still have some Wildcat Radio 2.0 stickers, by the way. If you're interested, hit us up. We could find a way to get you one. But, you know, spring football is one of those things where I don't know how much you can get from it because any good play from your offense is a bad play by the defense and vice versa in theory. But certainly Arizona showed some things like there's depth. I read about for Easy Desert Swarm. There's some really good talent, especially offensively, the skill position. That showed itself. You can see when guys are big. You can see that guys are fast. And Arizona has big and fast guys. Yeah, I think I think that's correct, Adam. I think you know we I think we talked about it on the drive back. It's just you 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 can't take that much away from it. But the main takeaway was that looked like a football program, right? Yeah. Like right, like like a real honest to god team that has you know large athletic guys, fast athletic guys more than just one of both of those um you know they they it, it's a really it's a really positive sign in terms of what we think is getting built right and this is before this is just a spring game and there's still gosh like you know leviticus sua is not on campus yet right um some, you know some of the big linemen uh, are not on campus yet uh like uh raymond polito devin hyatt i don't think is on campus yet elijah Payne, emmanuel carnley like there's even more talent coming and that's before we get to any potential transfers it's uh you know and that was i think that was before um not to get ahead of ourselves but there was you know they picked up a transfer post spring game yeah uh, you another, can pronounce his name for us i'm not touching that one defensive tackle <laughs> <laughs> Sio Nufagatota, I, I mean, from Indiana, but big dude, really big dude. Yeah. Um, you know, and so that's that's another legitimately large athletic guy that's just going to, you know, add more depth there where, you know, drink. Uh, there's going to be there's going to be enough to rotate guys. It's looking like what I'm not going to say they look like, you know, Alabama out there or Georgia, Good. but they look like they look like a team that'd be like, yeah, that's a competent bowl program 
Well, right? well, how many times did we go to a game over the last few years where like, you'd see them playing? I know it was like Mississippi State last year especially, but you'd see them playing something like, wow, that team is just so much bigger than Arizona. And I said, you can be big and not any good, but Arizona now looks like a team that should be able to compete at a higher level. You know, they have players like the running back room is ridiculous. It's embarrassing how good that room is, especially if no one else transfers, right? Like that's top in the country, I think, depth-wise overall, like one through four, one through five, they have guys who could all play and get significant reps and snaps for pretty much anyone in the country. Their receiver room is deep. They got a couple of stars in T-Mac and Cowing and then a bunch of really intriguing young players who could come in and play on another and on another one of the transfer guys, two from Colorado, one of like the 37 transfer guys from Colorado. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, and then defensively, it's tough, but you see like the linebackers, you know, Justin Flo, like you see these guys like, whoa, these were four or five-star recruits at these big programs. Like, I get it. I see where the potential is. I see what they could be capable of. So, yeah, none of this means that oh, Arizona is going to be a seven-win team, eight-win team, but the path to being that doesn't seem as that crazy, right? It doesn't take a stretch to be like, wow, this team, this team could win some games this season. And even even just looking at you know you can't you can't take that much away from quarterback play in the spring game, but you know I think I remember seeing somewhere somebody was talking about like uh, if Braden Dorman was on Jed Fish's first year team would he have started and it's like <laughs> yes he would have, and I would even venture to guess like one of the guys looked really good I'm, I don't have his name in front of me the the walk on quarterback looked really good I think he would have started Jed Fish's first <laughs> well, year well, Brad like. Let's be honest. They went through like four quarterbacks that year, so any quarterback would have started in Jed Fisher's first year. And they're year. and they're all and they're all <laughs> like that. That's a given. How they played pretty much every quarterback on the roster at some point that season. But yeah, that's you, that's where you kind of you were hoping they would be here, but maybe you didn't expect them to be here, right? In the third year of the Jed Fisher, it's like okay, like the rebuilding. That's maybe a credit to the transfer portal and a credit to Jed Fisher and his staff's work via the transfer portal that you can rebuild a program. You can do this a lot more quickly than you know, maybe ever before, you know, like when uh, Mike Stoops took over, they were really bad for a couple of years. And then all of a sudden they got to be pretty decent and they got okay to good for a little bit. Like it doesn't have to take that long anymore, clearly. But that is a credit to like Jed Fish and what he and his staff have done is attacking the transfer portal, attacking just the recruiting circuits and bringing talent to Tucson at a level that hasn't been seen probably since the Stoops heyday, right? Like NFL caliber type talent. You see, you can see this guy. Yep. They're going to go pro. Like Arizona, the NFL draft started. We're recording on Thursday, the 27th. The NFL draft started tonight. And chances are Arizona's not going to have anyone picked over the seven rounds. That's going to end after this season. Like Arizona's going to start getting guys drafted every year, which is what you need to see. And it seems like now they have the type of players who, yes, that's an NFL talent. Like T-Mac's an NFL talent, right? Justin Flo, if he's healthy, he's an NFL talent. Jacob Cowing. Jacob Cowing <laughs> is going to get picked by someone. Like, this was not the case. They didn't have that many guys. Maybe they had one or two here and there. But even, like, Scooby Wright back in 2012, like, in 2014, like, he was great. 2014, not 2012. 2014, he was great, and he was, I think, a seventh-round pick. Like, the guys that Arizona has now are, you know, day one, day two, day three type of players, and that's what you need if you're going to be really good in college. Yeah, it's it's a... <laughs> You know, even with the transfer portal, it can speed up a rebuild. But in college football, even more than like college basketball, you have, especially if you're in Arizona, you know, you have to build, you know, from the inside out on the lines. And those guys, you don't just pick up, you know, those guys that are can start in the transfer portal. If they're really, if they're NFL linemen, let's be real. They're not transferring to Arizona. They're transferring to Georgia. They're transferring to Alabama. Yeah. And that's where a, a school like Arizona, you know, you can find good, useful players, and Arizona's had some decent success with that in the last few years. 
but you you know you need to have you know five starting offensive linemen and another probably three guys that can fill in in the rotation. You can't do that just in the portal. You gotta you gotta you gotta develop them. You gotta recruit them out of high school. You gotta take some chances. You gotta have you know identify and develop talent, and then you supplement that with the with the you know with the transfer portal and that, and that development thing, I think in football is even more important than in basketball because there's plenty of athletes out there. Right. Um, and if Jed fish can, you know, build that, that reputation as a developer of talent, Oh boy. You know, he's, he's done a pretty good job of like selling it and bringing in bill Belichick into, you know, spring practice. Right. Yeah, and making uh, Arizona, like, I, I don't say cool. Cause that makes me uncool already, but you know, just making them a destination, making Arizona a place where high-level talent can go, can succeed, and can get to the next level. Kind of, we talked about like the transfer portal with Tommy Lloyd and the men's basketball team. I expect them to get super high-level guys who have proven. You know, the guys from who are withdrawing from the NBA draft and deciding to come back to college. Jed Fish, though, where Arizona football fits in, is kind of like the Justin Flows or these guys who were four-star recruits, five-star recruits somewhere, and they're just looking for a place. Bill Norton, right? Guys yeah. who they're plenty talented. Maybe they're not the best of the best. But they're plenty talented, and they just want an opportunity. Arizona is a great destination for those guys because, yeah, Arizona like they're not good enough maybe to start at Georgia, but they're going to make a huge difference at Arizona. You know, Justin Flo maybe wasn't capable of playing Oregon level football, but he comes to Arizona and he's a massive upgrade for the Wildcats and makes a difference. And that's something where I think Jed Fish and the Wildcats can kind of that's going to be their role. That's their niche in the tr- in the transfer portal market. Like, yeah, maybe they'll get like a Jacob Cowing who had plenty of options, you know, but he was coming from what UTEP. <laughs> it wasn't like he was coming from Bama going to Tucson, but I think that's where Arizona can fit in, and that's where, you know, that's where they should be in getting guys who, yeah, you're not going to get the, this is a proven difference maker for the most part, but you get the guy who's like, I can't, like Hunter Eccles, for example, you know, a guy who just needs an opportunity, a little bit larger role, and watch what he can do. That's where Arizona's going to be. That's what Jed Fish has done, and that's how Arizona has gone from, you know, a team that won no games in 2020, one game in 2021, to five last year, and now I think what ESPN's FBI has Arizona making a bowl game this next year or something like that. Like, there's expectations. They're legitimate. The spring game did nothing to, you know, to ruin that. And, of course, now with the portal, Arizona, you mentioned they added a defensive lineman from Indiana. A veteran defensive lineman is going to help. They're in on some other guys as the portal is back open, and, you know, Colorado loses most of their roster. So, like, the team we saw, and Arizona's lost a couple of guys to the portal too, but no one... No one like that. We are going to start. So it seems like Arizona can only get better through the portal with what's coming up. And if they do, then yeah, there's every reason to think that they're going to be a good football team this season. One, well, let me let me transport you back a couple of years, Adam. Kevin Sumlin just got fired after a winless season. If I had told you that Justin Flo would be an Arizona Wildcat, you know, 25 months later, you would have called me crazy. Well, like first of all, I'm like, who is Justin Flo? Because I, oh, I don't follow recruiting that much. But Yeah, but I mean, he was... I would, top... looked, I would looked him up and said, yeah, you're crazy. Yeah, I mean, he was, what, like, number 10 overall? <laughs> like, some people were saying he was the highest rated linebacker prospect in, in years. Uh, you know, it didn't... He, he had some ups and downs and injuries at Oregon, but, like, even a Oregon okay is compared to Arizona's defense the last couple of years, oh, man, that's a a life-changing experience from, you know, the, the, the dark times. Yeah, and that's not even like, does it say does it say more about Arizona? Yes, Arizona's not on Oregon's level. Arizona's not on Georgia's level. Arizona's not on, you know, Washington's level. But that doesn't mean that the guy who was, was just not quite good enough to crack the rotation there, crack the lineup there, can't really help Arizona. And you hope that Arizona starts building and gets better and better and better and gets these guys on their own through the recruiting circuits, right, which they're doing a pretty good job of. 
But until that time comes, as you supplement your high school classes with impact transfers, that's how you get good. That's how you do it quickly. That's what Arizona's done. Well, it's not just been talent at, at like a, a Justin Flo, a former top 10 guy. It's also, it's the depth there too, right? Like, you know, yeah, just Justin Flo is going to come in and probably start next to, you know, an under-recruited, undersized guy in Jacob Manu. But Daniel, Daniel, the linebacker, yeah. uh, you know, that that's a guy that would have been starting for Arizona, no doubt, last season. You'd think, I, yeah. Like, I'd, I, I would, I would bet a thousand dollars that he would have been starting for Arizona if he was healthy last year and he's you know going to be a rotation guy Leviticus Sua probably would have started as a true freshman last year mm-hmm. right and he might not even see the field that much as a true freshman right it's just it's a good it, place to be yeah it's 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 a different you know it's just a different uh co- composition of the roster there's there's you know that Kamuela K from Hawaii. <laughs> like Arizona, the names are just gonna wreck me, both like in yeah. podcast form and in print when I obviously when I just absolutely yes. misspell guys' yeah. names. Like it's gonna be a problem. All the Polynesian guys, Poly meaning many, Nesian means uh, meaning mispronunciations. Like I love that the pipeline's <laughs> open for Arizona. I hate that the pipeline's open for journalists and people have to write and say these names. I mean eventually you just figure it out, right? But yeah. Go on though. No. Yeah, it, but like, you know, there's he was one of the lowest rated recruits. Uh, in this in this last class, and apparently he's looked like at, you know all the reports are he's going to be a great linebacker, but like is he going to see the field for a couple years? I just named all the, those other guys just the middle linebacker spot. Maybe he doesn't, right? Yeah. Uh, it's just it's a it's a different just foundation that has not been there. You know the skill talent is there. I think the lines are starting to get there. I'd feel still feel much better if there was one more offensive line transfer in to add a you know a, a safer you know, depth piece or a sure. you know, starter, especially with Jordan Morgan coming back from injury, you know, but like you know, they lost a lot of guys even on the D line, but they've kind of filled it. And the, a lot of those young guys showed a lot of promise last year. And the jump between a freshman and sophomore on the line is probably a big one in terms mm-hmm. of just sheer physical maturity. So, you know, there's, there's, I think a ample reason to be cautiously optimistic uh, and then, you know, we'll get to the fall, see, you know, what happened, you know, it's still a Jed fish off season. So there's still plenty of days to just win the day, uh, you know, in a, in a Jed fish off season. Absolutely. Um, and then, you know, you get to the fall and man, it's going to be a fun time. I think it certainly sets up to be now, of course, Arizona also landed a commitment from a defensive back Isaiah Buxton. I think I got that right. So thank you, Arizona for recruiting players whose names I can pronounce. Like that is super helpful. Three star, but had some pretty good offers. You know, and that's remember we've talked before when it comes to recruiting. Like the stars are one thing, the rating kings are one thing, but look at who they are, their offers are, and kind of judge that. And you know, BYU, Cal, Colorado, Colorado State, Penn State, San Diego State, you know, Washington, Washington State. So it's not like this guy was recruited by. Well, this was this wasn't a Kevin Someone era recruit. Like this is a guy who had options. So he's a commitment for Arizona. Of course, hasn't signed, but when that hopefully he gets to that point because it looks like a pretty good player. Arizona also made the cut for Pocky Finau, uh, four-star California lineman. He's in their top seven, so that's cool. So like Arizona recruiting, obviously, it never stops, but Arizona football just seems to be in a really good place, and the trajectory is still forward. It's still up, and that's yeah. something we're coming after last season. Like, okay, they need to build off that, and it looks like they have. And Isaiah Buxton, you know, yeah, you said he's a three-star recruit, but there's a, the delta between a high three and a low three yeah. is – pretty dramatic you know it's usually like top thousand is you know a pretty safe bet top 800 is really good he's top 600 according to 247 like mm-hmm. 
you know, to, as a frame of reference, you know, in that five to 600 range in the 23 class, that's, that's where you're talking about guys like Genesis Smith and Malachi Riley, that everybody is pretty high on so far. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So like if, if he's in that kind of level at, at the corner spot, you, again, you feel, you feel pretty darn good. Absolutely. Um, some other quick notes, Arizona baseball started winning some games. They helped they were playing Utah. who's one of, I think the worst team in the pac 12. The offense has been really good still. Of course, there was a absolute demolition of ASU in a non-conference game, which I'll never understand how those are non-conference games. But it was, what was it, 20 to nothing? <laughs> they beat ASU. <laughs> like, that might even be worse than a, the equivalent of a 70 to 7. <laughs> you, you, you may be, like in baseball terms, like, my God. It's like, but the offense hasn't been the issue all season. Of course, you know, that has been their pitching has been a problem. Arizona went through a bad stretch, and it seems like they're going to need to win a lot of games and win the Pac-12 tournament. They're going to make, you know, the postseason. Like, they've just kind of dug themselves too much of a hole. And softball, oof, it has been not good <laughs> in Caitlin Lowe's second season. Um, but, you know, there's still tournaments. There's still hope, I guess. But, oof, not, not good. Yeah, what was it, like 13 straight? Uh... Pac-12 <laughs> games, yeah. Like, not, uh, not ideal. Yeah, not great. I mean, their RPI is still not terrible, but, you know... You got to win some tournament games, ladies, or uh, conference games. Excuse me. Yeah, they start winning games. That that would help. And you know, it's kind of the disappointment where you know after with both of those programs, actually, both of the programs in the diamond, they lost some really good coaches. Of course, you know, Mike Andre is a legend, and Caitlin Wood takes over. I think people were pretty cool with that. She'd been with the program, whereas Chip Hale was brought in from the outside. We talked to Brian Peterson a couple weeks ago about how Chip Hale is doing, and it's the jury's still out on both of these coaches, and perhaps a step back should have been expected, but. I don't know if it's still like, – it should have been expected. I don't know if it's accepted by people because Arizona softball is an institution. You know, Arizona baseball is one of the better programs, and you know, you're supposed to maintain that level. <laughs> like, it's hard. It's not fair, but you're expected to maintain that level. And so far in the second years for each of them, you know, as it becomes more and more their rosters, it just hasn't been the case. Yeah, I, I, got, a, I, I got to watch a little bit of the game Sunday where Arizona was playing Oregon and actually had a big lead early, yeah. and then – and they like intentionally they brought in a, a different pitcher and they intentionally walked somebody and then the next pitch hit the hit the next batter, <laughs> um, and then gave up I think a, a double or a, tri- a three run double or triple right after that it was just oof that, it was demoralizing and especially when you know Caitlin Lowe makes a pitching change and that blew up in her face it's just it's that's the rut they're in right now yeah yeah and it's hard to get out of that but hopefully they can the season's not over yet. Of course, men's golf has been playing pretty well. They're in the Pac-12 Championships women's golf. They use a five seed in the Raleigh Regional that they're in their tournaments. So, you know, spring sports not all bad, but there's some questions at some of the ones that people pay a lot of attention to. But, you know, the sport's for you. As Giannis said, you know, there's no failure. Just sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Did you catch that press conference he did or that question? Yeah. I have heard about it. I haven't had the chance to, to sit down and watch it. I've well, then that it. reference means nothing to you. So good job, Adam. <laughs> Brett, I think that about covers it for, for this week's episode. Um, of course, thanks to Adam Lazarus from Arizona Assist for sharing his insight into that program, that NIL situation, and what they're doing to help Arizona men's basketball. Of course, you can find us on Twitter at Wildcat Radio AZ. And if you're listening to us, you probably found us on Spotify or iTunes. If you're on well, either one of them subscribe to us, but if you're on iTunes, leave us a rating and a review. And we will read that review on the air. But, Brad, unless we got anything else, I think I think that's it. 
I think that's it. I'm going to go watch a Giannis video so I can appreciate your non-Simpsons reference. Yeah, after the show, so that this works out really well for everybody involved. Anyway, we appreciate you listening. <laughs> we'll catch you all next week. And until then, remember to bear down. Bear down. <laughs>